hey, Hugh, I, I hear you. You can talk about the weather, but you can't do anything about it. But you must have predicted the cold weather uh, on Thursday because what you did about it was went to Florida. How are things down in Florida? Well, they're a lot warmer than they are up in Albany, although it's a little cool this morning. It's still in the high 50s, but the sun is out. Just a little breeze. Can't complain. <laughs> oh, my. You can tell you're away if you can't complain. We had some <laughs> wicked weather in the last couple of days. Uh, what was going on with the 13 below? Well, what's going on is that we've had a very mild January, one of the mildest on records. Uh, the polar vortex, we've talked about that before, was locked well up in Canada. The cold air was locked up there, too. But cold air is, is think of it as like a dam. The cold air builds up. It gets heavier and heavier. And sometimes even without the jet stream buckling, the cold air can kind of buckle. It can come from below and actually buckle it from below. And you get what we call an Arctic jailbreaker. And that's exactly what we had over the over the weekend. Uh we had the cold air, which just bottled up so long, it just, just it just came on down, and it just aimed right at the cold spot was Maine. Some of the coldest temperatures in all the country, I think, even Alaska. Even when you compare Alaska, we're in Maine this weekend. It got down to like twenty-five below, and of course, or thirteen below was the coldest. We had the exact same thing happen in two thousand sixteen. Another very mild winter, but we had this one epic Arctic jailbreaker come down and give us a thirteen below that winter as well. So. It does happen not every time we have a mild winter, but when you have these persistent mild trends, you can you can get that cold air building. A couple of years ago, remember, it hit Texas. They got in te- they got colder in Texas than we got here. So it, it it depends on where it aims, and it aimed right at us this time. And then we went from thirteen below to forty some above, more than fifty degree ch- change in t- less than twenty four hours. Does that happen very often? No, not at all. It's, it's, it's quite impressive. The reason for that was uh, because of the of what we were in that positive North Atlantic oscillation. We were never in the, the negative part of the phase. So we were not we were basically in a very progressive pattern where the cold air generally stays locked up. But this this one got down. And then as soon as it got down, it quickly got whisked out to sea and milder air rapidly replaced it and that doesn't happen very often but that the same thing happened in 2016 i looked two days after that we were in the 50s so the same thing happened that year too so again arctic jailbreaker and and exception to a very mild winter and we're returning to our mild programming at least for the next week or so yeah except that mild programming is actually unusual for this time of year. We're going back to the unusual times. I saw a phrase in the New York Times I hadn't seen before. We've heard about climate change and climate warming, and I love the phrase climate weirding. (laughs) That seems to describe it pretty well. I agree. We had this rapid change in temperature. We're going to see probably more and more of this coming because there's still going to be cold air, Locked up somewhere in Canada, we're going to probably see more and more of these episodes going on through time. Uh, I already talked about this one, the one in Texas and the one a few years ago. Uh, And then, of course, we could also talk about what happened in California after having years of drought. They had that onslaught of the tropical river coming in with all the rain. And, uh, you know, for a month, they just got deluged. And now they're back to being dry again, much drier again. So, you know. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of these episodes happening where we have great contrast 
And then you'll get some deniers saying, see, I told you it's not warming because it's it's 13 below where, where this climate change is a hoax. Yeah. But we, we know it's not. <laughs> so speaking of highs and lows, I love having a chance to ask you all my little questions. I've I've noticed on on weather forecast often now that they'll say like high of 30, low of 20 and it's 10 below for instance, or high of 30, low of 20, and it's 42. So that, that the high and low, the actual temperature is either higher or lower within, than the range they give. My thought is that rather than showing the low for the day, the low might be the low that's expected overnight rather than during the day. Is that mm-hmm. what's going on? Well, again, a couple of things happen there. I work for the Weather Service. Sometimes you're trying to update the temperature will rise higher than you think it will, or you're going to predict it will, but you, you just didn't get out there in time with the new updated forecast. That happens a lot. If it's off by more than a few degrees, it's negligence. It's just, you're not someone's asleep at the wheel. Um, but then you get, you get that, like what happened on Friday or, uh, you know, get those uh, vacillation t- like Friday. Yeah. We, we had a, our low was in the morning, but then the temperature never really rose during the day. So the high was actually at midnight by far when everyone was asleep, right? So that that sometimes throws in a, a, a kink into the whole forecast thing, and especially if you look at a graphic that it's a 24-hour thing and it'll say the high of 40 and you're sitting, like you say, at 19 or whatever. Yeah, that that's a, that sometimes happens too, but it should be updated. It should, it should reflect what's going to happen in the future, not the past. So some of that's negligent. Some of it's just the way things. And, and then you can argue. People say, "Well, that one thermometer temperature is not representative of the region." That could be. Sometimes that's true. But again, you really should have a high. If you say a high of seventy-five and it's seventy-eight, you should update that at least go to seventy-eight. So again, that's that's just my own preference. But we've all been there where where we had a high and, and the you know we we're forecasting a high and the high was higher or the low was lower because we just didn't get the update in time. We so can't blame that the that... climate change. It's not climate change. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that they're showing the low that's expected overnight, that they're projecting farther than during the day. It's that they just are advertising that their uh, forecast was wrong. Yeah, it could be that too. It's funny, I'm retired now, so I can kind of look at our weather forecast and I know how it works and all. And I, 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 I never bother them, but you know, I've seen them happen where we can see that they're off and, and you know that kind of thing. And you know, if I see something that's really, really off, I'll call them. I'll let them know. Like if there's a, if it's pouring rain and we had no rain in the forecast, but if the temperature is off a few degrees, I'm not going to bother them. Anyway, but that's what goes on there. It's not an exact science, and you know, if we're human. We make mistakes. Um, you know, look what happened with the, the near crash at the uh, at the JFK a few weeks ago. Uh, that was human error. I mean, thank God no one got hurt. But you know, so the same thing happens in weather. People make mistakes. <laughs> Right. Now, one of the things I love about snow is that after we have snow, it is so quiet because the snow is absorbing the sound. Mm-hmm. And yet someone asked, why is it um, why does tra- sound travel faster in cold air that she's heard that people can be a mile apart and because of a freaky whatever, they can hear each other talk. I don't think that's quite true, but that that so does cold air affect the sound travel? Yeah, it does a little bit because cold air is denser than warmer air. And actually that because of that sound travels a little faster. 
So you do get a little di difference in speed. And the other thing is when you have an inversion, that when you have an inversion, the air, when the air gets uh, it's cold in the ground, it gets warmer with height, right where that inversion is, that's where it's like a ducting and that's where the sound waves will, will propagate. So that's the time that you can start, like at, at night sometimes, I can hear the throughway from my house when there's a very light south wind and inversion, the same kind of thing goes on. So yeah, definitely different air masses uh, change the, uh, the, the, uh, the sound, absolutely. Hmm, who knew? Okay, yeah. let's go to the forecast. Are we going to have another 50-degree change? Say no, no, say no, say no. No, no, you're not going to have it. We're going to stay pretty consistently mild this week with just a few small disturbances and uh, temperatures staying, again, above normal uh, 30s and 40s for highs. Uh, I, I think we'll have a few showers on Thursday. But for the most part, it's going to be pretty quiet. Now, looking further down the road, there is talk of another what we call stratospheric warming, and that could possibly bring more persistent cold weather back later in the month. It's still not etched in stone, but it's something when people were just, when people were thinking, okay, we're done with winter, uh, it's happened several times. It happened in 2013, 18, 17. I don't think we'll get as cold as what we got. We won't see anything like that, but you know, it might get back to normal or below normal temperatures. <laughs> Wait a second, you're saying it'll get colder because the stratosphere is warm? Right, right. Well, it, again, make it real simple. Is it basically produces a block in the atmosphere, which we have not seen most of this winter. We've seen a very progressive jet, which keeps the cold air locked up in Canada. But now the jet will weaken and will allow cold air from the higher latitudes to sink southward and stay here. It won't be a jailbreak. It'll just be a gradual sip. And that could, you know, that, that's the kind of situation where you, if you want a coastal low pressure and snowstorms, it's more likely to happen. Doesn't mean it will happen, but the chances go up that we will get then nor'easters and maybe some snow, some, some meaningful snow. Okay. Well, at least the, I'm going to take the good part from that is that it won't be quite as cold. Thanks no, a lot. You've been talking be. with you. Look forward to next week. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye.